I was actually at Drew's house, though, when the T. Wayne thing happened. Oh, my God. I remember this. Okay. Do you want to kind of back up and explain the context for all of this? Okay. Well, astute followers of pop culture may remember back in, like, 2007, there was a rumored... Well, there were a bunch of Lil Wayne and T-Pain collaborations. T-Pain, of course, was the the voice of auto-tune. And then Lil Wayne was like being more experimental and artistic with auto-tune. And the two of them like really got along and they made a bunch of songs together. You know, there was that one on the Carter 3. It's like Get Money or Got Money or something. Um, yeah, it's an anti-capitalist song because they like either rob a bank or like just gain entree into a bank safe and then just make it rain in the bank. Yeah, they do in the video. But anyway, so there was this whole rumor of like Lil Wayne and T-Pain were going to make an album together. And they were like, yeah, like we started recording all these songs for it. And like, it was going to be a big deal. They were like the two biggest artists at the time. Well, I mean, they were both a big deal. I don't know if T-Pain was ever one of the biggest artists, but in a way. He was ubiquitous. Yeah. And then it just never happened. And then, yeah, like 10 years later, when I was doing the year of Lil Wayne, I was like writing about, all these Lil Wayne. What was the year of Lil Wayne if people are, you know, Zoomers or whatever? Oh, yeah. The year of Lil Wayne was this thing where actually everybody makes an appearance in this story. Because <laughs> when <laughs> Trey and I were living together, there was one, like, shortly after we moved in together. Oh, yeah. Also, context for the podcast listeners Trey and I lived together for a year. Before Kyle went on his great wilderness, yeah. you know, rebirth. Like, right after we moved in, we were just, like, listening to Lil Wayne one night, like, standing out on Trey's balcony, and uh, I was just, we were talking about it, I was like, man, this guy has released so much music, you could write a blog post about a a Lil Wayne song every day for a year, and, like, not even come close to running out of Lil Wayne songs, and I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna do it, Uh, (laughs) which is, I only slightly regret uh. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, if you Google Lil Wayne, it was like LilWayne.com and then Noisy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, if you Google Noisy, it doesn't even say Noisy is like a top five result, probably. It's just like. I mean, our goal is for if you ever Google Noisy, one day you end up getting this. Trey, do you get residuals? What? Do you get residuals from <laughs> your... <laughs> All right, yeah. Do you, do you get residuals from your show, your TV stuff? No. Are you in the union? Yes. Damn. <laughs> it was made for digital, and sometimes it would end up on TV, and I didn't see a single dime for any time it turned up on TV. Oh, so it was like an end around thing. Yeah, it was It was a real just like, oh, we're going to jump through some hoops to make sure Trey doesn't get paid as much. And then there's not like YouTube residuals. And they, they would also ask me sometimes, like, yo, can you stay at the office till 3 a.m. to talk about this on like the talk show or whatever? And it was like, am I getting paid extra? No. I bet the answer was no. And then people, and then people get grumpy as hell with me. And it's like, 
I've been here since fucking nine thirty. Unless you want Jesus. me to like go somewhere else and show back up, like maybe on shrooms. <laughs> like I'm not doing. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, So during during the break, I actually watched the clip of Oliver Anthony getting interviewed by Fox News and basically being like, yeah, I I don't like like he basically was just like, yeah, I sorry, guys, I'm not racist <laughs> or something. Yeah, um, no, I don't know why that was the assumption about him. I mean, I think we all know why that was the assumption about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we 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 do, like, but also, as someone who's come to love country music over the past few years, you could tell who is and isn't racist when they're singing. Like, what's mm-hmm. his name? He got canceled from fucking uh, Saturday Night Live that time. Like, Morgan Wallen. Wallen. That, that was clear early on. What that he is or he isn't. He is. And Morgan Wallen, like, yeah, it, it was pretty clear that, like, he had some shit that he didn't want coming out and it came out. I'm not saying Guess the Guy doesn't, but, like, he's clearly learned his lessons if he does have a video from when he was in, like, high school or whatever doing some wild shit. I feel like anyone who moves to Nashville in 2023, I'm like, you're moving there for, like, the Florida Georgia Line bar and, like, that whole vibe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The problem is reading. We read too much. We know too much. If we all just became... How many books y'all read this year? I would say the number of books that I've read, like, I don't know. It depends on what you consider reading a book. Like, I would say that I... Front front to end. Front to end. How many books books have you finished in 2023 so far? Oh, like, uh, probably like five or six novels and then like, two or three nonfictions, but like the amount of books that I've read, like an appropriate amount of to consider having read it for me is like, like twice that. I just want to go on record as uh, admitting that Drew has once told me that he reads 50 pages of a book to decide whether or not he likes it. That's fair. I, I think like different types of literature is different. Like, because, you know, you read, like, especially places like Japan, Japanese literature, you don't get your footing in that shit to, like, the last 20 pages of the novel. And it's like, mm. that, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? So, like, it takes more than 50 pages. I mean, like, yeah, I think it depends. Like, it's also, like, I don't know, like, American, a lot of American books are, like, just not tight. All right, no, we're, we're not, we're not falling into a trap. American where- exceptionalism, let's go. We're not going to fall into a trap where Trey and I sound like snobs and then you make fun of us. Um, what? That's not what I'm doing at all. I, can, I don't even have time to read books. I'm busy counting how much protein I'm eating. <laughs> I read like 20-something books this year. So, like, it's... What? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because books don't make money online. I think, I think that's really a thing to think <laughs> about because, like, I forgot who lined it all out, but, like, yeah, it's a... The what is it DCMA stuff when it comes to like putting stuff on Kindle and all like they just buy the whole rights to it and like that does kind of relate to like making money online. 
That's true because like you said, like the, the pipeline used to be, okay, I'm going to write for the web and then I'm going to be a TV writer and then maybe I'll be a movie writer one day. And now those, that pipeline's kind of been taken down. Uh, meanwhile, the pipeline to go from like pinky doll to Hollywood uh, star has gotten shorter and shorter. Um, so in some ways it's this, this new economy is better if you're willing to sell yourself more, but if you want to have like an interesting opinion that's like well thought out and slowly released into the culture, then yeah, you're kind of fucked if you want to make money off that anyway, if you want to do it as a hobby, no problem. Well, the other thing is like, like, it's not just selling yourself, it's selling your soul. Yeah. Same thing, I guess. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm not allowed to mature anymore as a person. Like this is who I have to be for the rest of my life. If I'm making money, I can find different ways to be this person, but like, no, this is just who I am from now on. That's true. And, and like uh, you specifically, like what would it be worth for, to be the weed guy for the rest of your life? I mean, I'm still the weed guy. I'm just not on camera doing that shit. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the way both of you guys are phrasing it implies that you are a weed dealer, Trey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I I do think that like the idea of chasing traffic is it's dead. Um, and potentially the new thing is just, if you are a media company, just like cultivating a vibe and hoping that people like somehow give you money. I don't know. You think like people are going to subscribe to semaphore for the vibe. I think this is now the age of just like individuals. Well, y'all know that one newsletter, Blackbird spy plane or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're strictly, like, shout out to them, man. They're, like, just 110% vibes, and it seems to be working out very, very well for them. Yes. Uh, and maybe that's also part of the move, too. It's like, yeah, we're really about to live in a sub-stack age. Yeah. Also, to that logic, being completely inscrutable seems to be important. Because I don't what know... What do you mean, like, never it. having done anything wrong? No, no, no. Inscrutable is in, like, you read Blackbird Spy Plane and you're just like, I have no idea what this sentence is actually saying. It's just like, it's only vibes. Oh yeah, it's provocative. It gets the people going. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Are you bullish on vibes? Dude, it's, vibes have never been more important than ever, man. Like, it's Look at what a data-driven world's doing to us. Yes. Um, I believe we're actually in a new astrological era where things are like less logical. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I feel like Emily told me that a while ago. Um, and if that is the case, then yeah, there's got, there's got to be something on that going on over here. Hold on. Okay. I think people just kind of overrated how valuable their data is or just data in general. Like we were so data driven and like, where did it get us? Like, we've had all the numbers for, like, 20 years, and what did we do with them? We elected a fucking Cheeto, Slava. Nerzy, resistance podcast. So, Emily was right. Um, We are, if we're not currently in it, we're pretty close to the age of Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. Aquemini, man. That's, like, one half of Aquemini. (laughs) 
Yeah. Astrologers believe that an astrological age affects humanity, possibly by influencing the rise and fall of civilizations or cultural tendencies. Traditionally, Aquarius is associated with electricity, computers, flight, democracy, freedom, humanitarianism, idealism, modernization, nervous disorders. Okay. Uh, rebellion, nonconformity, philanthropy, veracity, perseverance, humanity, and irresolution. Okay. Man, ChatGPT wrote that. All right, man. Well, <laughs> is that better or worse? Is that better or worse than the age that we were in, do we think? Let me see what the age of Pisces was talking about, because that's apparently the one we were in. Okay. Okay, so the age of Pisces defines the time when he, where human beings... Okay, hold on. Okay. The age of Pisces defines the time when human beings engage more than ever in the matters of the soul. The ideas of human transcendence, dissolution of the self, and connection to a higher ideal consolidated in the collective consciousness and took shape in various forms. The birth of Jesus Christ, the founding of the church, and the establishment of one fundamental religion were a few great marks of this time, which influenced human life today. Wow. Wow. So, you know what fish means in jail? Probably same, something crazy. Probably something we're going to have to cut out, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the same thing it means in Jamaica. Ah, okay. Well, use, you, use your context clues. and your Context clues, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Okay. It is just, it's crazy to like think about like, oh, why is this person famous? Like, uh, what was the big one? Olivia Rodrigo. It was like a really big deal. It's like, why is this person famous? Oh, people like her on TikTok. No, no, no. Oh. She made a song. Wasn't she on Disney Channel or something? Was she? This is easily verifiable. Do kids watch Disney shows? Yes, kids still watch Disney shows, man. Where do you think they got all their money from? Disney? Uh, I don't know. Smart Investments? Bonds, Star Wars. Like yeah, they got they got a whole TV, well, not TV channel, but streaming service where you can only watch Disney shit. You know where Disney really got its money is its investment in the place we used to work at. That's true. They really cleaned up on that one. Smart money. Olivia Rodrigo was a Disney star on some show I've never heard of in my life, but it wasn't. I wasn't the demographic, so it's cool. Yeah. It's called Bizardvark. Get the fuck out of here. Bizardvark. Wait, Olivia Rodrigo got famous off of a show called Bizardvark? Yeah. And that, is this an Arthur thing? Frankie Wong and Paige Alvera are two teenage best friends who post funny songs and comedic videos on the internet. After hitting 10,000 subscribers, well, we should be so lucky. Um, after <laughs> subscribers, Bugle channel Bizardvark, a portman duo of the... We know it's a portman duo. Of, um, they are accepted... <laughs> into the Google studios where they make their videos while also having to share them with other buglers. I'm unclear on what it's a portmanteau of. Is it, a, is it a bizarre aardvark or is it an aardvark who does business? <laughs> the second one, obviously. <laughs> because both are plausible and either way it, it could really change the direction of the show. So in one paragraph, they use this word buglers six times. Like, I'm supposed to know what the fuck that is. Yeah, that's a portmanteau of view and Google. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that, because I don't think I'll ever talk about this again in my life. So, 
Just wait till next week, buddy. <laughs> Man, you know what is great about Grinder is unlike other dating apps where they give you a radius, Grinder gives you down to the meter how far away someone is. So you'll be like in your apartment and it'll be like 17 meters away. So it's like up or down, side to side. You don't know, but you just know 17 meters. None of this radius bullshit. Oh, Slava, are you selling weed on Grinder again? No, no, that was a vice thing. That was like to get by a vice. I had to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I I remember. No, uh, we can't just pass over that. We can't. No, just... I, I was kind of waiting for the follow up. That yeah, like what? <laughs> What's follow up? You tell us, man. It's your how story. Do you go like, about selling weed on Grinder. Like how? Like take me through the process. I guess. Okay. Well, I tried selling weed on Tinder, and then I got blocked from Tinder forever (laughs) so logically you can't go to bumble because it didn't exist at the time so i went out for drinks with my gay friend and he told me about grinder and i downloaded it and the beautiful thing about it is is that you don't have to like two-step verification anything so you can never burn out your email address because you never have to verify an email address so because it's all location-based, you kind of just have a copy-and-pasted message that goes, hey, what's up? Just here to sell weed. Let me know if you need anything. And then you blast that out to, like, the first 10 torsos on your grid. Because it's like a grid-based system. None of the swiping bullshit. Just like a grid of torsos with no face. And you hit them all up. And some of them block you. Some of them <laughs> try to ignore what you said completely. And like maybe 5% actually take you up on the offer. Then it's on you as the supplier to provide excellent customer service to turn those into repeat customers. By so if you means. started, if you started selling weed to somebody on Grinder, would you continue to message with them on grinder as like your signal app or whatever no no because i would be uh, banned off grinder all the time and i would have to make new accounts okay so i would try to move the conversation to text as quickly as possible right i do remember you getting caught for that and my boss being like I heard Slava did something bad and I was like, what? Oh, do you mean the selling weed on grinder thing? And he was like, wait, that was it. And then he just started laughing. So I think I, I think I may have inadvertently extended your employment advice by like a few weeks (laughs) because of that. Um, Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Trey, are you appropriately stoned to go over Drake's poetry book? Yeah, I clicked the link. Like, let's get into this shit. All right. So I hate the cover too, by the way. Like, let's just talk about that first off. Yeah, it's very hipster runoff meets uh 
meets Spinal Tap. It is called Titles Ruin Everything, A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Drake Graham. The cover is Facebook Blue, and the title is in Helvetica. And Facebook White. And Facebook White, yes. So already we're hearkening back to, you know, the Facebook over everything era in which Drake came up, which is always a great sign. Um, and it looks like he's going to, there's an album to accompany this book release. Yeah. And how, how much money has Mark Zuckerberg put like, you know, behind this? It really depends on whether he owns the copyright to that shade of blue. Actually, you know what? I know we're joking around here, but Trey might be onto something because this album got pushed oh, yeah, back. Really, I wasn't joking around. Yeah. <laughs> the album got pushed back. It was supposed to come out two weeks ago. It got pushed back for Thug. And then everyone was wondering why it didn't come out last week. So maybe it comes out this week, but you know what else comes out July 6th? Uh, the new Facebook social media platform, Threads. Yeah. Wait, what is Threads? Uh, I think that's what Drake was like saying. Twitter's failing, and they're like, okay, we're going to have Twitter now. Wow. Okay, yeah. It's all it's all connected. Um, pulling it through. From this initial review, it says it's just like a collection of Instagram posts. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like Instagram post captions and shit. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, as I if Drake's music has ever been anything other than that. I mean, yeah, yeah. it did... All of these poems are two lines and they all fucking suck. Uh, Here we go. There are two types of women in this world. Women who like giving head and women who I don't like. So, and the visual, the visual here is this is two sentences on like a big book page. So it's like one sentence and then another, and then you flip the page yeah, I think it's like the thumbnail for this episode, honestly. <laughs> well, there are a lot of other. To like, there are two types of women in this world: women who like giving head, and women who don't read Nursey. And uh, yeah, it's Power <laughs> and Drake. What is this? They're like it's like. Oh, it's this like is, I can't read the signs, hon. I left my glasses at home. <laughs> It's like fortune cookies. <laughs> yeah. What's mine is mine, not yours. Heart included. That one is literally a Big Sean <laughs> hashtag rap poem. This is the shittiest coffee table book I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to scroll down yet to find out how much it costs. Don't spoil this for me. It's already um, sold out. My therapist told me I need to stop listening to what people tell me. But if I take her advice, wouldn't I be listening to what people tell me? That's... Holy shit. But you have an iPhone, man. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're thugging. You're not thugging. You're kidding. One-sided beef is not beef. It's chicken. You know, I've never thought about it that way. He might be onto something with that one. I'm just going to crib a line here directly from the article. A not insignificant number of the 168 pages are half blank. That's another way of saying half are full. (laughs) (laughs) Having trouble figuring out if you're a devil missing a horn 
or a unicorn. That's just a oh no, that's clever. That, I like, get that. No, because like okay, let me okay. They have devils have two horns, right? So yep. do cow though. So does steer. Yeah, I need to think about this more. Okay, well maybe this will stimulate your brains. If jumping to conclusions was an Olympic sport, you wouldn't have just won my heart. You would have won gold. First of all, there's a grammatical error there. It should be were, not was. And second of all, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this poem. Um, Drake is turning 37 years old in a few months. This is a, what's the video? It's like, bro, you're 36. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is crazy. And it's like, always but- some unemployed hoe trying to work my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> what if... All right, man. This sounds you like... Have a, you have a child. Yeah, that's right. And you know what else is really funny about this? Is, like, in the Instagram announcement, uh, someone said, oh, I forgot what, like, they, what author they compared him to. He's like, nah, don't call me that. If anything, call me Tay-K Rowling, which is such, like, a what? bad read <laughs> of the culture in two directions. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's like... October 24th, 1986. <laughs> October 24th, 1986. Is where, yeah, I just like typed Drake birthday into the Google bar because I had to make sure he was older than me. That's you crazy. Yeah, on he, Nersey. he would come on Nersey with this content. No, I don't even want him, honestly. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. Drake is banned from the pod. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're banned, buddy. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Dude, like, oh, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, RIP though. But you know what's really funny is the uh, the former Vice Canada office is now the TikTok office, and there was just like a chunk of the TikTok office where the Vice team works out of. But that's, that's like, it's a how much of a better metaphor do you need? The pivot to video is so complete. They just have some sign in the so they have some neon sign in the background of of better days. What kind of losers do that, bro? Wow. Man. So like vice, <laughs> vice works out of the TikTok office. Yeah, so TikTok came and took Vice's office, and now Vice works out of the TikTok office. Wow, that's in Canada. That's so sick. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're trying to fight, figure out what the algorithm's doing, man. All you gotta do is like spy on somebody. Yeah. Give a whole you know, conference room so you could like listen to the other one. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird because TikTok was like not a huge. It, it was like coming up when I was uh, going in, but then um, I didn't think it would become like the most dominant platform in the world. Yeah, it. Well, I mean, like you know, it's China. You know, what put, does that mean, Trey? It means they're putting government money behind it, man. According to you know, Joe Biden and Donald Trump and all of them, like this is a tool of war or whatever. Of course, they're going to put a lot of money towards making sure it works. Um, should should we ban TikTok? No, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We should ban more things. Okay, listen, here's my idea. Every country gets its own TikTok. And you can't look at anything in any other country's TikTok. 
And okay. every country has its own social media platform that does like everything. Well, that's the thing. And man, those, like, countries and shit. have like the best TikTok like cultures and stuff, man. Like, there's this one uh, dude who I don't know if there's something going on in him or what, but he does these cooking TikToks where he just takes like handfuls of things and throws them in the pan and all, and he makes this huge fucking mess. He cooks all his food over like an old oil barrel that he likes on fire. <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. I, and I don't think Americans would have had that idea. Every time I see like an English speaking cooking TikTok, they're like fucking the food or whatever. <laughs> but that's fine. Something should just be a mystery to us. Like, you shouldn't have to know about that guy. You know, if you want to know about that guy, you should get on a plane and travel. That's the only way you should be able to experience other countries' TikToks is by going there. But yeah, it seems like. It seems like the, like, quote-unquote cool things now are, like, agencies. Like, there's the agency, no agency. And then, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like convincing people, convincing companies to just pay you to tell them what is cool is, like, the new thing. Or maybe that's always been a thing. Yeah, it's called and, consulting. Yeah. I'm that's what Vice that. was, right? Or they had, they would do like campaigns with people. Yeah, like um, Vice reported on what was cool. Like it showed you what was cool going on. Like consultancy is just kind of like, yo, you should make this yellow. Give me 30 grand. Yeah. I'm like really trying to get into that. Um, I, like I, have a, I, I have a friend who does it and he can just tell people whatever. And they're just like, damn. But he was like telling me stuff to do with my book. And like, I, I, every time I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. He didn't say make it yellow, but he did say that I had to make a hat that says golf's favorite on it. Cause apparently oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause apparently that's the cool hat now is God's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Trey, what are the cool hats in uh, New York city now? Uh, well, summertime's coming out, so we're going to see some buckets. Okay. Like the furry kangles. I don't know if they're on their way out or whatever, but that was a pretty popular hat for a while. Mm. Especially like the bigger, the better. Okay. That makes um, sense. Don't know if it counts, but like the luxury do-rags have been holding strong for a few years. Okay. How do you feel about chess? I think chess is other people's business. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of games out there. And, um, you know, chess is like... I like games that you look cool playing, even if it is nerd. Like you, Joe. It's, that's one. Yeah, nah, but like over... Um, I got really into pool over the past few months while I've been, uh, while I've been mm. playing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've just had like a lot of time. And it was like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me just go, like, hit a bar at 6 p.m. and drink some seltzers and bitters and play pool for a few hours. Do you play for money? Nah. It's like bar rule stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because if you got a whole, like he- you got a whole bunch of drunk people around and especially like in Williamsburg, it's going to get a little weird. People yeah. Um, it's pretty easy you, to look good playing pool because you just have to hit it hard. If you hit it hard, oh, it, it looks like you know what you're doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's like all sorts of stuff. Like I love getting that little kiss shot when you just have to like scrape the ball and it goes, mm. yeah, like all sorts of math and stuff going on, but you look so cool doing nerd shit. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are other acceptable games to you, Trey? I'm really fascinated by this. Um, I think bad gaming is on the list. Okay. What? Yeah. Uh, most card games, especially spades. Okay. Yeah. I, and actually I'm going to say not poker. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Poker is like weed now and that it's just become so mainstream and you can do, you know, you can make some good money playing poker, but you also got the guys who like have their hoodies all the way up and the glasses on. And it's like, you can't read my face at all. It's like you coward. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to hide so much? Yeah. One last thing I want to talk about in regards to the finals. Okay. Is Conor McGregor knocking out the dude yeah, in the fuck? heat? <laughs> okay, you think that's what, real? What is this? Yeah, apparently, he had to go to the hospital. Do yeah. you really think that's real? Look, man, if anybody's going to like think he's jokingly like shadow boxing with somebody, whatever, and then just hit him for no reason out of nowhere, it's Conor McGregor. No, I feel like it's put on by Conor McGregor. This whole stunt is put on by Conor McGregor to get free publicity and like no one really got hurt. How do you how would you even punch someone in a mascot head hard enough to hurt them? It's impossible. Because you're, you're a professional punching yeah. people in the facer. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like I went out there and did it and like he did a backflip or it's like he was selling <laughs> it like when the Rock used to get Stone Cold stunnered and he's like flipping around like a fish. <laughs> like, no, I legit think that guy got hurt. So the advert, the, the idea was it was trying to, he was trying to get PR for a, um like a, a spray, like an anti-pain spray, like an ibuprofen spray or something, right, I think? And now we're talking about it. And, well, we are, but what was, the, I only know that because I looked it up, because what it looks like happens is he, he beats the shit out of the, the mascot in Miami, right? So, like, there are kids there who who, like, Revere and adore the mascot. I assume if I, if I mean, I certainly did with my sports oh, well. teams. Mascots growing up. I mean, yeah, when I was growing up, G Man for the Wizards, yeah. And then he, he then proceeds to spray the mascot in the face. Which, if you don't know anything about the context of it, looks like he's sort of macing him. <laughs> it's really violent. It's like quite upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of studios in the crowd screaming, like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's time for those kids to realize that uh, it's time to grow up. Mascots aren't real, and ibuprofen spray is the one true god. Wow! <laughs> wow. It's like we live in a world you could be a sheep or a wolf. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the Heat's mask? Is it just like a a giant anthropomorphic flame or something? Yeah, I, I think his name is like Heaty or some shit like that. But hot. <laughs> Bernie. I wish that's, they, quite clever. that's clever. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah. Well, Bernie got fucking burned. Um, yeah. They should have called him Hot Hot Heat in honor of that band from 2003. <laughs> yeah, who could tell? Was just like 1995 based on Michael Mann's magnum opus heat. Mm. <laughs> Um, 
I was listening, I've been listening to a lot of locks lately and there's an incredibly funny line, uh, where styles P goes, I'm like Pacino and De Niro call me Pinero. And perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, sometimes you just, you have like two good bars and you just have to link them with a, with a third bar and mm, mm-hmm. hope that it isn't like a clunker that like hangs over you. <laughs> I think that someone like me who is a bit more removed, I look at this stuff and I'm like, I wonder how the differences in technologies that young people like use today versus like when I was their age, like affects how we engage with music. And like, maybe the answer is not that much. Like, I don't, I don't know. You got to be my emissary to an entire generation. Go. Sorry. Wait, what did you even ask? <laughs> Wait, can I help you out a little bit? Because I kind of have a follow-up question. And like, do you, do you find that a lot of the people that are making music now are like content creators or they're like artists? Hmm. And do you think they've had to adjust their output based on the mm. platforms available to them or are people trying to get popular or are there people who are like, my goal is to put out like a six, seven inch and like have sort of like a claim within my local scene. I think like one thing I've noticed is definitely that like ideas of like subcultures, like subcultures, I feel like just can't exist properly anymore Mm. um or if they do exist then they are very quickly like penetrated by some observer from like up above whether that's an a and r journalist from vice magazine i don't know yeah journalists from (laughs) nobels you know uh, just kidding (laughs) oh hopefully i don't know um but like I don't know. A good example would be like the hyper pop shit, right? Like that mm-hmm. was like a big, that, like, and I'm, I'm, I feel like that's such a, like, I don't even know what that shit means anymore, but like the, the way in which like that scene, like, or scene, like, cause internet scenes aren't really real. Like th- that thing was like this underground thing for, for like a hot second. And then very, very quickly, like became corporatized and like extracted mm-hmm. for, for wealth and like, the scene makes became this like i I guess what i'm trying to say is that like that is like the fault of of like these of like the labels and of like people and of like the dsps as well but it's also i think created a mindset in a lot of artists of like i just need to blow up like i just need to like go go viral like that's the only way to make it because also it's like capitalism there's like fewer ways to like make a living doing Mm -hmm. so yeah and then I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, It seems like a lot of younger people, like, they're... It's like a lot of music exists, like, divorced of context or something. And that's not, like, a knock on them because it's also, like, a, like, 18-year-old has access to, like, infinite 
music on the internet. And I think about like city pop, which is like a genre that I found out about completely from the internet the same time that it like blew up. But it seems like, I don't know, like that shit happens for like Kate Bush. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah. And it's not like a bad thing. And it's just like an interesting thing. Yeah. And I think the people who care will like still do their research and figure shit out. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like when Yeet, for instance, blew up, not to go back to that guy, but like he blew up. Um, he was divorced of context for like a lot of people and still is for sure. But like the people who like kind of fueled his rise, I would say like are doing all that. Like, I'm not sure where you can always find the best, inf- the best journalism about him, but like there's like, it's like dispersed all across the internet in various like little pockets. Like you can find like one dude's like 75% accurate eat documentary. Or, 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 <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just like, the origins of like his group, his like group that disbanded and like how they all met in some Instagram group chat or whatever. And then you could find like, I don't know, like uh, some TikTok that somebody else made about it. I don't know. It's, it's just like, I feel like for how like little institutional like coverage there's of this shit, there's like definitely a lot of like DIY, like arch- archiving trying, like people are like trying to do. Do you think that trying to find a musician with like perfect politics, which is impossible, right? Well, his name's Killer Mike, and um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, do you think that's gonna lead to AI music becoming more popular? Because then, like, nobody made it, so their politics are perfect because they're not real. No, because AI music is still gonna suck. And AI is inherently political. <laughs> Another fair point. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Man, we can't have shit out here, man. Nope. I just want to go out and be smooth brain one night and like not have to think about like <laughs> why why the beer at the bar cost two dollars extra than it did the week before. You know. How much does it a beer cost now? Eight dollars. Uh so I will say PBRs used to be like three and now they're like five. Damn. Buddy, you gotta get down to Philly. There's still three bucks. That's insane. Beer is ten dollars here. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, well, that's like, ten dollars Canadian. No, but everything is just so expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. My, my cigarette price has gone up. The people who gave me discounts don't give me discounts anymore. Pack of accompanying filters because I wrote my own. Those went up a dollar. A few weeks ago, I went and bought a, a twelve pack for a buddy's party. Shit was like four dollars more. But that's what happens when you put like 250 milligrams in a single gummy bear. Yeah. And somebody pops like seven. Yeah. I just, edibles, I think that there's some, yeah. In Canada, I think y'all do it right where you can't have tasty ones. That's only in Quebec. You can't have tasty ones. Okay. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, in Quebec, they made them all like granola or mushrooms or, yeah. Only in uh, the rest of Canada can you get like gummies. And I I just don't like it because why sugar? Why do we have to eat sugar? Like sugar is worse for you than most things, including weed. 
Oh, dude, just make yourself up some weed butter. Yeah, put that on everything. Yeah. yeah, no, if they sold weed butter, that would be tight. I want them to start selling it in like whey protein mix so I can have a protein shake and it's an edible. Oh, so there's yeah. a company that makes a powder. It's like a TAC powder and like it's apparently better for cooking because like it's more even throughout the food. Because like when you make like weed butter, or you cook with like weed oil or whatever at home. It's uh, it's hard to like figure out what dose each thing you're cutting is but like this powder helps spread it out evenly throughout the entirety of whatever you're making so i think i saw this on twitter was someone putting it on a glizzy i wouldn't be surprised yeah i think that's the one that's crazy i would snort that okay i don't know what you want me to do with that information (laughs) well i mean i actually was wondering like are we now getting to snortable weed (laughs) And, like, what does that mean? Because also I feel like the uh, ingestion method of snorting is associated with, like, party, party, go, go, go. And I got to get this into my system ASAP so I can, like, do invisible pull-ups at, uh, a, at a bar in Williamsburg. And... Uh, and... So, like, why would you want to snort weed so that you could, like... Disassociate? Yeah. Or even just, like, like play fucking Elden Ring or whatever. Because you're cool, bro. Can you imagine scrumming with a nosebleed? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I probably could. I don't know. I feel like anything, like, once we've established that it's a powder, that means someone's going to dilute it in a syringe and inject it into themselves... And then you're going to have motherfuckers out here uh, shooting themselves up with THC. And that's when, like, it turns out the police aren't lying and they're actually just fentanyl in the weed. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, I had somebody asking me about that the other day, and I was just like, um, God, we need more investigative reporting back in this country instead of just, like, reprinting police PR releases. Cause that, it's like, if you think about it for two seconds, it doesn't even make sense. Well, who else makes the news nowadays except the police? Okay, real quick, Slava, please stop shaving your head. <laughs> I can't have hobbies? Like, I'm, I have stuff to do. I only have a few hours. I have, like, work tomorrow morning. And I have, and there's, like, a girl who works on site. Like, I'm trying to be, I've muted my microphone. I don't see what the uh, Okay, no, never mind. I didn't, I didn't mean to interfere with your, you know, getting your, getting your game strong and stuff. Like, go ahead, man. Yeah. Do you want to narrate what you're seeing? Because I don't think that people know what yeah. you're referring to. For the record, Slava is in like a Walter White looking ass basement, uh, shaving his head, I believe, with a Norelco tri razor thingamajig. First of all, it's and, a series 3000 triple uh, nozzle head. Uh, my real baldies will know that you don't really want to use a straight uh, razor, you want to use the triple uh, suction head here. Okay, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it really it hugs the curve like a dream get it down to a perfect zero and uh, it lets me do it um, in about 15 minutes without interruptions. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, you're interrupting our podcast because we can't focus on our discussion (laughs) because you're shaving your head. (laughs) 
that reminds me of a time in college. Uh, I was riding around with my friend Kevin in his car and he goes, hold on, I've got to shave. And he just violently opens his glove compartment, pulls out an electric razor and starts shaving while driving. Damn, he keeps an electric razor in his beer uh, cabinet? Uh, no, in, like, his car. Yeah. In his beer cabinet? Is that a Canadian term for glove box? What's a glove box? It's an American term for beer cabinet. Oh, like where you put your license and stuff in the car? Yeah, yeah. It's the perfect shape for a tall boy. Okay. Try to. You have a car. Yeah, but I also want to keep it as well as my license. That's why you put it in your beer cabinet. Fair enough. Well, that's my other question. It's who even advertises anymore. It's online gambling websites and dick bills. And... And like colonial Mattresses. silver companies and stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. Silver and gold. Yeah, my pillow, dude. Yeah. My pillow. Yeah, my pillow is the biggest advertiser on Fox News. Um, okay, but let's not act like every other leftist podcast isn't sponsored by a mattress company. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that you have like ads that focus on, or you have advertisers focusing on like sort of demographics like if you're a mattress company and uh, you do want to reach someone who has a podcast because they have you know they clearly have time which sort of implies disposable income which implies they need a fucking mattress um but yeah it's all it's all bad we're none of us are ever going to get jobs again except for slava who has a cool job uh, yeah, dude. I mean, listen, anybody can really be a welder. It's not It's not super difficult. I think the problem is just like, I don't know, you think that because you had this like job, you, you have to like have another job that is similar to the job you had. And uh, part of like the beauty of going to jail was like, it's a very definitive chapter end, right? Like, I'm not really yeah. under... Uh, the illusion that like everything is supposed to continue on the same trajectory. I'm supposed to take a huge L that's like what going to jail is all about. I'm not going to lie. I have brought up like the New York, like work program, uh, website and they got some cool shit going on. They got like a, yeah, they got like a legal weed industry course. It's like a 10 week course. Whoa. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Because, like, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, I'm getting older and I'm not trying to be, like, 40-something, like, if I have a family or whatever and stuff, like, doing this shit every three years, like, hopping around at different places. Eventually, I just got to bite the bullet and take the job at Newsmax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can really, you can age into a Newsmax job in a way that you can't uh, in, like, in, like, Zoomer media. I do kind of wonder, like, with all these new, like, the OANs and the Newsmaxes and stuff, and, like, these new, like, right-wing media places popping up that are kind of, like, what Vice and BuzzFeed were supposed to be on that side, like, 
when does this start happening to right wing media? I mean, I do. I genuinely think they have a comparative advantage because the audience is older and they get their news from Facebook and they also get their news from the TV and the product that David Roth made a joke about this recently in a PC wrote about Tucker Carlson, but like the fundamental message of those networks is you should stay inside and keep watching the TV because it's fucking terrifying out there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I wonder like, cause we have what about like six, seven, eight of those right now. Yeah. What happens when it's like, 36 37 38 because you only got 24 hours in a day um then we will be truly free all right um yeah then we can all just sort of like admit that we should have like just gone to community college and learned to trade instead of trying (laughs) to be like professional cool guys it was fun while it lasted Yeah, I guess, like, for your generation, like, punk and DIY and all that kind of stuff, like, what does that kind of look like in the mainly internet era? It's so weird. Like, I feel like I feel like punk is just not real. Um, I, I think it's funny, we were talking about a whole lot of Red, like, that album. Everybody was calling, like, a punk album, and I was just, like, the whole time I was just, like, this is such a that's, a... that's a commercial rap album. Like, this is such a, like, literally not... This is literally not punk. This is, like, the opposite <laughs> of punk. Like it sounds sure it sounds like daring maybe or whatever never heard this shit before but like even the people who are like cardi heads like they were some some of them were like this was kind of derivative when that came out but anyways um to answer the question I, I i will say i feel like one thing that i saw recently that was very diy was i was out in milwaukee for like for a few days like a few weeks ago um to like interview some artists out there and stuff mm-hmm. and I think their scene, their rap scene right now is like very emblematic of like DIY out of necessity because they have no infrastructure for the shit out there. Um, but also because I think they've also avoided the gaze of like mm. the internet for so long and of, of these like power structures. And like, because of that, they, they've actually now it's changing. Like there's definitely like industry interest in some of the artists out there, but, um, what do you want it, what do you want Nobels to grow into? Like what do you want it to be? And like, you know, yeah. I'm still figuring that out, I'm not gonna lie. Here's like the ele God, I don't wanna say elevator pitch. Like the thing, like the gener- the abstract thing of what Nobels is is probably like something like uh like encounters with like culture like before it happens if that makes sense like which is so mm-hmm. it's it's a working thing it's that's really corny but like i think like the things that have popped off for us the most and have been like the most fun to edit and just like 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 really sh- like investigate have been things that are like just like like the like just like weird like ephemera on the internet and like uh in music scenes that kind of has its it's clearly not like yet invaded like everybody's timelines and not yet been like fully turned over. Um, and then like it gets turned over a few months later or something. And then like everybody goes back and finds our shit about it. From, you know, that's, that's like the most fun to me. It's like that stuff. So I think I want to mm. like keep, uh, 
keep at it with like just like these weird these like scene reports and like that's that's like the focus for me is like getting more stuff published in that vein and then uh definitely like more like i want to add video to it not uh, not pivot to video i want to add video to it um because i like making videos mm. yeah and i have a, and i have a friend who like does nobels with me who's like very much in that he's like a video person so like um we like shot a lot of footage in the in the Milwaukee scene, which we're like editing right now, mm-hmm. which I think will be cool. Um, and I think like that's another like prong. And then the final thing would definitely be like live events and stuff like that. Um, so we got like mm-hmm. we did our first show at the end of last year with like Arx Poppy and like a bunch of other guests, and then mm-hmm. we're having like another one like this end of this week actually in brooklyn oh uh, it's like pop star benny and who's like this big this kind of like rising atlanta dj and producer um and a couple other acts but he's like somebody we've been covering for a while so we're like we should do a show with him so it sounds like the main thing is like you're trying to build community like you're actually trying to get people to come out and like meet other people which is noble no no it's no bells You know, it was really big in Canada, and I don't know if you guys had this, but we had something called bush parties where you just take alcohol into the woods. Oh, I've seen Light of Penny. I know about this. But yeah. you, guys, you guys didn't do that? Oh, no, we had like field parties. I mean, now then are like after the school year, there would be beach week or something. And yeah. There was a, there was some land by the river uh, that everybody just called the land. And it was like the Polk County, North Carolina equivalent of the club. If you were like a high schooler, like people would get like kegs and like have these big parties where like everything was lit up by a Jeep and they were playing like Lil John and the East Side Boys. Tight. Um, last question, unless John has any. Y'all fuck with the government more or less now than you did when you were a kid? So much less. Don't even yeah. get me started, man. I'm not trying to get on the watch list. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the government, or it's like I'm like a I'm like a parent where I'm like I'm disappointed in the government. The government could do better. I'm not like a although taxes not into them. Um, don't not a very good ROI on taxes. <laughs> Um, so yeah america really cool congratulations america for doing another uh july 4th my only question for the americans is uh, have you guys had a doritos cool ranch papadillas from papa john's i don't even think i've had a doritos cool ranch tacos loco you're missing out i've had the regular doritos taco loco but not the cool ranch they're very tasty that's the only time I will eat a Cool Ranch Dorito is if it's in the taco show. Okay. Like, I, we may have talked about this before, but I am not a ranch guy. I do not understand why that needs to be a thing. But, uh, yeah, that Cool Ranch Dorito with all the taco ingredients in one thing is just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, it, it's like the flavor delivery. Yep. 
yeah, it's a roller coaster, man. I would like it if they sold Dorito dust or powder or whatever just as its own ingredient. That feels like something they should do in America at every bodega. They should. I mean, maybe they will. The other day at the pharmacy, we noticed that there are now like artisanal Reese's cups that have like oat milk instead of milk chocolate and have like matte packaging and no paper cups because the environment. Are these, are these real Reese's or? Yes. Like name brand. Like I'm not saying Reese's the way you would say like Band-Aid or whatever. Okay. Trey, you're going to hate this, but you know where I made a lot of uh, really good Reese's style peanut butter cups? That's right. In jail. I think um, that's what you're going to say. And I don't hate it. What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you want to make, super, you, you know, have an anecdote yeah. about jail. <laughs> you know what? Also, you're right. Cut this. Also, cut this no, cut. I'm more curious. So like how you learn to do this and how you got the ingredients for it and everything. That, that, this is, I don't hate this stuff. I'm just wildly curious about it. It's just, it's just melted chocolate, peanut butter. And then the crunch that you're getting is actually graham crackers. So you mix graham cracker in with the smooth peanut butter, and that's what gives you that crunch. Yeah, is that how they do it for regular Reese's? Honestly, if if it isn't, they should start. But it has to be right because there's no way they're using actual peanut butter. That shit's not actual peanut butter. That shit is like Mm. a third thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. So that and uh, yeah, and then you can like uh, variate the 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 sweetness with icing sugar. But mm. it's super easy, and you make them in little styrofoam cups because then you just pop them right out instead okay. of making them in, like, uh, baking trays or muffin trays or anything like that. Slava, okay. I think I've got a really great idea for you, which is a jail Instagram cooking TikTok or, in, or whatever. People try to do that. People and like I uh, it doesn't matter if you're like your Joe is fucking Lacord on blue or whatever the fuck and like you're just, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, people want to see how to make like a burrito out of ramen. They don't want to learn how to just make some shit that Alice and Roman can make. Like, yeah. I was just about to say, have you ever had a jail burrito? It's fucking delicious. Yeah. Is the, the jail burrito just a like pretty good burrito? It's a no, it's a burrito that you make in a Doritos chip bag. Uh, sorry, you make ramen noodles in a Doritos chip bag. You put other stuff in there, and then you tie the bag up real tight, and then you put it under your mattress, and then you mm. sleep on it overnight, and it congeals into, like, one solid protein bar. That's, like, ramen noodles and Doritos chips, but with, like, vegetables and spices. Let the uh, record show that no I am Tell me about all this shit. There's no fucking way that's real. No, Maxo Cream, out, one time I interviewed him, he outlined all this shit for me, and he was like, yo, you never have a bust-down spread? I was like, <laughs> no. I've in prison, so, <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, I'm going to make you one one time. It's like, okay, dude. <laughs> you just tell me about it. Yeah, haven't, haven't seen him since. <laughs> He's still working on it. Um, it's just that. He's still that sleeping the- on it, making it get, like, <laughs> more and right. more dense. It's like, yeah, I want to know how to make, like, a jail Becamel sauce and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, peanut punch is another really popular one. And that's just literally like a garbage bag full of like sweets and milk that everybody pitches in on. And then eventually gets to like drink out of the garbage bag. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ah, wait, 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 say that exactly one more time for the viewers at home. 
a garbage bag is the only thing that you can really use to stand in for like a com- container or a blender, right? So they um, take a big-ass garbage bag, double bag it, triple bag it, whatever, pour as much milk as we can get, and then like chocolate bars, protein bars, cookies, anything sweet. Uh, you put it in the bag with the milk, and then the one big guy just like walks around and like shakes the bag of milk for like hours. <laughs> And then everybody who contributed to the peanut punch lines up and they drink some of the brown liquid out of this bag. And they're like, I'm having the time of my life. And like, Oh, I know that smells crazy. Has there ever been a circumstance where someone who didn't didn't contribute wants to have a sip of your peanut punch? So many cases, so many such cases. There's so many polys around little red hen kind of situation. Some people feel like they contributed too much and didn't get enough back. Some people get some who didn't, don't deserve any, you know, there's a lot involved. Yeah. The politics behind peanut punch is, I I did make a video title. Yeah, the politics of peanut punch. I did make a video, and then someone did thank me for letting them know to beware about the spike baking. Okay, good. Uh, did you guys make ice cream in jail? We just bought ice cream. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. It's the, like it's it's up in Muskoka. Kortha Lakes Dairy is right there. Um, so you were getting like, artisanal ice cream? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like froyo, if you wanted it. Um, I'm going to look up the... Uh, what do you mean if you wanted it? Like, they would just, like, come around the block no. and just be like, hey, we're doing we're doing the Froyo run. Anybody want anything? <laughs> they, apparently, they did used to do that with uh, KFC and Taco Bell back in the day. Like, if the inmates were good, the guards would come around and be like, hey, we'll go grab something for you guys. But they didn't do that when I was there. I'm picturing um, like, the, the Mr. Frosty ice cream song van driving up along the sort of gated wall. Okay, so everyone running out of there <laughs> on cows to the gate. <laughs> um, so here's the Chapman's products that you can get: Dutch ju- Dutch chocolate, French vanilla, butterscotch, cookies and cream, vanilla with salted caramel, black cherry, moose tracks, Rolo, or sorbet. What's moose tracks? Dude, what? what's moose tracks? Oh, it's awesome! It's like fully loaded Ben and Jerry's. Is that a Canadian thing? I know about it. Moose Tracks. It's like mm. it's like if Peanut Punch were ice cream, basically. <laughs> oh, it's just they're just like throwing the scraps of everything else in it. It's like here, take it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like and cream, Rocky Road kind of thing. Yeah, trail mix. Okay, it's really good. Um, so actually, I'm now realizing I'm changing my tune on Peanut Punch. Although I would like the Peanut Punch refrigerated before I drink it. Well, we'll see what Big Mo says, but okay. Oh, was Big Mo the uh, mixer? When I was there, he was, yeah. Okay. Was this like a point of pride for him? I mean, it was almost like nobody else could make the peanut punch except Big Mo. Like, there, there's like an established hierarchy. And when Big Mo landed on the range, it was just like accepted. Like, Big Mo also got uh, TV controller privileges. Like, he got he kept it in his pocket. The oh, one that, like, he was just the biggest guy there. He was huge, bro. <laughs> All right, so, Trey, you have alerted us to a disturbing phenomenon in the live music world that involves people throwing shit at other people while the other people are on stage. 
Can you explain what's going on here? Um, no, I can't because I don't understand what's going on. But like the past, you know, few weeks, months or whatever, they've been very, very fucking weird with people. Uh, just so we know about Baby Rexa. Right? That's how you pronounce her name? But Baby Rexa? Baby. Baby Rexa? Yeah, whatever. I don't know who that person and is. No disrespect to Prime Minister of Israel. Rexa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody threw a phone at her on stage and like hit her in the eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude immediately got like pulled over the fucking railing by security. And, uh, and when asked about it, he said, I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't like a rapper get hit with a phone or something recently, too? Probably. OK. Yeah, that I, sounds. I mean, it sounds about right, given the current climate. But uh, also Pink has had two instances where uh Someone threw, like, I think one of their parents' ashes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Someone yeah. threw. Someone else. Ash. This is a little cooler, but they gave her a wheel of cheese. Okay. I mean, as long as the wheel of cheese is not used in, like, a weapon style, I like that. Did they throw, like, an urn at her? Or, like... I think it was, was it just like... ashes. Yeah. Okay, so, like, my mom... Really like LeBron James. James. <laughs> her, yeah there's a crazy video of her being like is this your mom oh and, yeah six, and then, and then six like, days ago mother's ashes on the stage and she's like i don't know how to feel about this at all <laughs> like i'm covered in your mom yeah it's, uh, um, okay think, but that's the thing like i i think part of it is we're still giving ourselves excuses for like covid post-COVID behavior, like, oh, everybody's being a little weird and shit. It's like, nah, man, we're two years past this. Like, stay ass in the house if you don't know how to act, you know? <laughs> you don't think it's people living life to the ultimate maximum? Yeah, I'm cool with that as long as it doesn't infringe on anybody else's life. Like, if you, I'm walking down the street or whatever and you throw a dead person's ashes at me, like... What are I'm we allowed to throw? One of us using ashes next, man. <laughs> that is insane behavior. Throwing hands. Yeah, <laughs> you throw ashes and thrown hands. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about tomatoes? Maybe we should just bring back throwing tomatoes at people on stage. Yeah, but that's a negative connotation. I think this person was trying to be positive throwing the ashes, but that's not normal. It's like that's it sounds like like yeah. It sounds like it's like a result of undue exuberance yes. on the fans' part. Yeah. Um, although I feel like this had to be a live nation show because how the fuck do you sneak ashes into a venue? The wheel of cheese is more concerning. (laughs) I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like you actually don't know what could be inside that cheese. Could be some ashes. Mother's cheese. (laughs) Yeah. They were in cahoots. Those people. Um, Well, I'm just imagining like, all right. So here's the, here's the unambiguous pro case for throwing cheese at a performer during well, it might not have been thrown let me look at this real quick okay the cheese was okay. placed gingerly upon the stage and this was like it looks like this was hyde park as well in london the singer can be seen interacting with concert goers at the edge of the stage smiling and giving air hugs uh belting out lyrics to fucking perfect she eagerly bends down to take an offering from the crowd a circle of Brie de Mo, which she hugs close to her chest and mouths, I love you. <laughs> they, they crowd surfed it up to the stage from the back. She's, yes. 
ashes. No. I mean, the way I would have stolen that brie. <laughs> brie, brie, Rexa. Um, the, <laughs> the thing with the phone, the, the argument I'll make to be pro phone. Well, I'll make two arguments. First of all, I paid money for this concert and it's my phone. I'll do whatever I want. The second <laughs> argument is um, it makes for some cool moments when it lands at the concert goers feet. Uh, sorry, the performers feet. And then they pick it up. That's like a cool TikTok later on. Oh, oh is that oh. what people are trying to do? Yeah, I've seen it happen with Chris Brown a, a bunch of times. Wait, and then he just throws the phone back into the crowd? See, that's my second question is like, then what? Really? Well, maybe it's funny. like. Would it be funny if the intention was the same the whole time and they just don't like the artist, but Chris Brown is just like misreading the situation? <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you're an yeah, artist. You know, like, maybe that person was trying to give the baby an Adidas shoe because he noticed his left one looked like a little off. <laughs> Wait, someone threw a shoe at the baby? Yeah, this was like a Rolling Loud or two ago. You don't remember this video when he was like, "Who the fuck threw that busted ass book as Adidas?" Which, like, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a singular form of Adidas, so that was fun. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Was it like? I'm just imagine he and George W. Bush should talk. I guess is my feelings <laughs> on that. Do you remember the last time you compared George W. Bush to a rapper and how that ended up? <laughs> well, here's the question: If you guys were on a stage performing and the phone landed at your feet. Would you feel compelled to return it and find the owner, or would you just sort of throw it into the to the audience? I would keep it. You'd keep the phone. <laughs> I keep There's it. There's a third option, <laughs> the smart option. You gave it to me. Fuck you. That's true. I mean, I think it. I think it depends on am I like in the process of performing? Yes. Okay. If I'm like, if I'm doing some little stage banter in between songs. <clears throat> I'll definitely find it because that would be like a funny stage banter thing to do. But I don't know. I might like pretend to eat it. Like, you know, if you take a phone and like with perspective, you can go like, ah, and it right, looks like right, you're right. eating a phone. You start doing bits. Yeah. <laughs> well, because then you're on YouTube. It's like, oh, Drew Superstar, whatever your fucking pop star name is, uh, sucks a phone like a dick. <laughs> and then- <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you, know, you gotta be thinking three steps ahead, man. That's, That's why true. I'm taking, I'm taking Trey's idea, and I'm going farther. Okay, I'm, I'm opening their phone, I'm going through their apps, I'm seeing if they have a MetaMask or something like that. That maybe I can funnel some money. <laughs> their crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm the tweeting from their Coinbase wallet to my shit. But yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm tweeting from their account. I'm going in their DMs. I'm, I'm doing all the NFTs, whatever stupid shit, because that's the only <laughs> type of person who would do that. Somebody with NFTs, in my opinion. Hmm. That's right. I'm seeing if they want to trade me any Pokemon. I'm opening Venmo. Venmo yourself from the phone, from the fan's phone. Because it's, it's opening, and it's, I'm assuming it's running a TikTok or whatever, and they huck it at a person. That doesn't make sense yeah, at all. You, yo, you can figure it out with Chase Bank, dude. Like, I'm not. No, nah, that's, <laughs> that's a personal problem at this point. <laughs> yeah if anything i would have a perfect operation where i would just toss the phone to my dj who already has like a little device <laughs> that he uses to like just uh rip the data from the phone yep what makes you think you have a dj you don't even know what kind of band you're in are you saying that you're like in like a new metal revival band because like, like slava you have the beard of a bassist i think everyone has a dj at this point first of all 
And I don't know what that Walker means. Kind of looks like Shel Silverstein right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that guy also has hairy shoulders, right? If I'm not mistaken, we need more hairy shoulder representation. Shell. Oh, I thought you meant Marcel the Shell. No. No, the who famously does not have shoulders, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's his whole thing. Marcel the Shell with shoulders. <laughs> oh, shoes. Never mind. Um, I will say that, like, in 2011, I went to a Dipset concert. It was, like, when they were doing their reunion stuff. They've done a million reunions, but it was, like, one of their first ones. And when Joel Santana was doing, like, his solo songs, women were throwing underwear at him, except he was, like... I mean, he probably was only like 36 or 37, but he also just had like a lean gut. And, but it was like, they were like throwing their underwear out of nostalgia for when Joel Santana was super hot or something. Yeah. I mean, like Mick Jagger looks like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz and he still goddamn gets some underwear thrown at him. Yeah. But that's like extra underwear that they brought with them, right? I would assume so. Yeah, they're not going to the bathroom at that age. <laughs> it's it's interesting that the underwear is socially acceptable, but the phone is like, don't do that. That's right. And you could spread more uh, disease with the underwear. Like, that's... You're you seeing a fucking eye with the phone. Pan- well, you yeah. can take out an eye with the, the pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get back to the tour bus. All right, all right fair, you know, touche. You guys are right on that one. But I'll say... A phone, Emily's phone, like, fell on my foot last week, and from, like, three feet, it was, like, on a bed, and I, like, moved some blankets, and it fell and hit me directly on the foot, and I could not, I wouldn't stop bleeding for, like, 30 minutes. It hurt. What? Yeah, you ever dropped a phone on, like, your bare foot, dude? I Like, I, we must have different phones. Mine wouldn't cut me open, but, yeah, like, yeah, it would hurt. I hear that it would hurt. No, the right right corner. Also, does Emily Emily have a case on her phone? Is she raw dogging it out here? She's got a case. But I think what happened is it hit me in the part of the case that, like, encapsulates, encapsules the speaker. And so Uh it was a natural, hard, sharpish edge. Mm -hmm. Which is really awkward. Yeah. Luckily, my cousin has kids, and so she had a bunch of band-aids on her. Hey, oh, yeah. How was the beach trip, dude? 